Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Today's the day. Today's the day, dude. It's crazy. I haven't even bought anything for the party yet. <laughs> Your costume's like... It's pretty easy. Easy. I mean, Cruella is not hard no, to do. You just you you have your coat. You just wear like well, cause she wears it's like a black dress underneath the coat. So instead, yeah, you wear a, like a black a, dress. No. <laughs> just get like a uh, I don't know, like a just black shirt, like and a black like pants. a black button up shirt and like black pants. I why well, I don't have a black button up. I'm I'm just gonna wear a regular black shirt. That's fine. I don't think anyone's going to care. And then nice shoes and then red gloves, which is going to look weird. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to, if I have You could just red paint gloves. your nails red. Oh, I could. And then go to Target and get a Dalmatian stuffed animal. Dude, I was going to get one off of Amazon. But the quickest delivery date was like November. Do you have Prime? Yeah, even with Prime, That's it was still November. Stupid. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, I'm probably just gonna go get like the hairspray paint, the white one. Yeah. And they're still gonna have it in stock because who uses white hairspray well, paint? They're also gonna have a lot because of Halloween. Yes, of course. Of course. Of course, of course. What was your outfit again? It's all sitting right next to me on this little stool. I think oh, you're going to show me? I'm going to grab one thing and see if you can guess. I forget. I forget. Oh, you're going to be a know. nerd. No, I'm, I am already that. Nice. Um, You're going to be... Hmm... Peter Parker. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty easy. No, I, I, uh, I genuinely forget what you're going to be. That was it. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Peter Parker. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And it gives me excuse to bring a camera and take pictures. Oh, interesting. And then I have a backpack, and then I, I have, like, the spider. Like, you know, like, how they have, like, the fake superhero shirts where it's like you wear the shirt but it's like the Captain America outfit or the Superman outfit. Yeah. I have one of those. I have a Spider-Man one of those and I'm just going to hang it out of the backpack. Oh my gosh. So. <laughs> You're so lame, bro. Okay. It says the one who still no. hasn't bought his shit yet. No, I'm kidding. It's not that lame. No. It's actually a good idea. It's just it's actually creative. It's just the whole bunch of clothes too. It's a, I, I bought a I bought a hundred dollar like jacket that's like spot on, but I'm really? leaving the tags on it. I'm just gonna return it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, don't waste that money, dude. That's funny. I was I was just farting about I was like Peter Parker. Yeah, I wasn't. Well, there's I like it's like think. what are you gonna say, Peter Parker or Clark Kent? Yeah, so two and I was options. like, you know, he's not he's not Superman. No. That's that's an even more boring outfit. You just wear like a suit and like a reporter's or like a press badge. Yeah. 
and I'm not jacked um, enough. I can pull no. off Peter because I'm lean. Lean, mean, and sex lean. machine. No. Just super lean. Yeah. Are you also having Mike and Eggs for breakfast? Um, no, actually. I'm having green tea. There you go. For whatever reason, bro, I don't know if you, you hear this. This isn't just like morning voice, I don't think. This is like, I need to drink some tea, bro. This is my throat. Have you done that much talking in a while? No. That late? That also could just be why. Yeah, maybe I, Maybe it's just like my voice needs to still warm up. I've had that before, like long days of just talking at the end of the day. It's like, am I getting sick? Oh, no. My voice is just tired. I don't know. My my throat has been scratchy, but I don't know. Well, get sick after tonight. Right. I'll get sick after tonight. I don't think I'm sick, but I don't know. Frozen boy. Oh, there you, you say go. frozen He's boy? Gone. Oh, because I'm frozen. <laughs> I was like, frozen yep. boy. Oh, now he's back. There we go. Oh, I am back. Okay, cool. I was about to turn my camera on. And he's off. back. No, it's um, it's like it freezes, and then it does like the catch-up. So it's like, <laughs> and then it comes back to normal. <laughs> Bro. All right. Okay. Okay, I put a couple things in the chat. I wanted to tell you, talk about this. Okay. Um. Okay, so I was working one night. I don't even know what day this was. This was um. The nineteenth. Yeah. Nineteen eighty-seven. No, this was the nineteenth. So. This was like a week and a half ago, almost. Nineteenth. You're going all the way up to the nineteenth. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I have October notes. October nineteenth. I have notes from there. Dude, that's a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm gonna go through it real quick. Okay, good. Because we have a, a lot of Because we already have a lot to go through. I, it's just like a little bit here and there, right, you know. It's just like little quick fire. Mark's quick so, fire tidbits. Yeah, this is this is basically like the last week and a half of my life. Just like little fun little tidbits. Uh, I was driving, delivering food, and I was like, "It makes me a happy little pumpkin spice uh, gabagool." Like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know why I was saying this, but I kept repeating this in the car. I was like, it makes me a happy little pumpkin spice. And then I was doing the gabagool fingers. And then <laughs> I don't know what that means. Okay. It makes me a happy. I, I guess I was just in a good mood, dude. You must have been. Um, yeah. And then uh, I've, I've written down here ADD. So my mind is kind of like already all over the place and I have trouble focusing on things and I'm like, is there something like wrong with me? Should I go get diagnosed? Do I have ADHD or something like that? And, uh, Did you like self-diagnosed? No, 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 I haven't. I, I, that's not, is that what that's you told Harper to do on that one episode that you did of hers? Um, maybe, I, I mean, so. I might have said that I might have it, but, like, that was kind of more of a joke. Yeah. But this time around, I'm like, mm, this might be an actual concern because there's a lot of things that it, I kind of, like, match up with, um, like, on the symptom side of things. So I'm just like, okay, let me, let me not self-diagnose first, and then let me just go to a professional eventually because I'm putting it off. 
Um, <laughs> so that is also just a reminder to yourself and not necessarily a topic to chat about. Um, no, it was <laughs> a topic to chat about because I was like freaking out about it. I was like, do I have ADD or like ADHD or whatever? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just something I have trouble focusing like all the time. I have trouble being on time. That's like one of my one of my big things is like I'm I'm literally almost always late to things. Yeah. Um and I just lose track of time, dude. Anyways, enough of that crap. That's boring. I saw this okay. Let me pull up this picture real quick. Let me let me see. I took a picture of this guy's car one night because his I don't even know how to show you, bro. Like I'll send it to you. I'll send just it to you. text it to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy's spoiler was going off the chain, bro. So I wrote down man's spoiler going ham, and that's this like little a, that's tiny, like a self-made spoiler. Whatever it is, dude, it was going ham. But wait, but the there's but more. the front of the car is like smashed. It's smash. What like, look mean? at the picture that you just sent me. The first oh, one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Front fender is missing. Yeah, no, I see that. It's not really smashed. Well, it's, it's like kind broken. of just not there. It's part of yeah. it's broken off. Oh no! Yeah, but where were you? What city was this? No, I was literally in Irvine. It was next to Target. It was like right be right by Target. All the all the high schoolers must have gotten out early. I don't know, dude. But these these guys. I don't know what they're doing, but their spoilers were literally humongous. Like, it was big. I mean, Hunter will put the pictures up. Yeah. But it's kind of ridiculous. I wonder what kind of, like, lift or drag they're getting with that. Not lift. I think they use it for drag, right? Keep the car down when they're going fast. Yeah, spoilers are meant to just push the back tires. Um, keep Keep the back tires on the ground for grip. Yeah. So that and then um I don't I don't know where they're doing their speed racing, you know. They're like little <laughs> high schoolers with their thinking putting spoilers on their little Miatas is cool even though it looks stupid and it probably isn't doing it anything looks, when they're going 20 miles really an hour dumb. to their It classes. looks really dumb. Yeah. Yo, okay. And then also my buddy got married on Friday, not this Friday, but last Friday. And uh dude, the wedding was sick. It was a quick ceremony. Like, it literally lasted, like, 20 minutes, the entire ceremony. And then we had the best food, dude. We had quesabirias, which is, like, these tacos. Yeah, I know, right? We had these tacos that it's, like, dipped in this in this jus cheese. or something. And then it has cheese in it. Mm. And it has meat that's, like, a, I think it's, like, a beef. Um, is it but like it's the just, cheese? Is it like melted cheese? Like oh, it's so melty, melted, bro. like all gooey it's and so delicious. melty. Mm. Yes, and it's like it looks like it's dipped in some sort of an oil or like some sort of a jus or something, and um, it's just so good, it's so flavorful. Like even me not being able to really taste flavors, I know this is some good stuff. You should add that like to I your can, list of something to get checked out. You're totally right, because <laughs> like, it's been how long. It's been almost a year. Yeah, you should probably <laughs> check on that. Like, so okay, some days it's like it's starting to get better, and I'm like, oh, I have hope. Like, there, there. Are oh, I have hope. Like, I can actually smell things again, and I'm like, 
oh, it's coming back. And then other times I'm just like, I can't smell anything still. Maybe you just have really heavy allergies now. And it's causing your sinuses to close up and you can't smell. You know what? I don't believe that to be so. (laughs) The entire year, I just can't smell anything. Hey, you never know. Um... What else do I have on my list? You got, um, oh, 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 I'm oh, oh. his wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm trying to get to. My buddy got married, and uh, at the end of the ceremony, or at the end of the whole entire wedding, like we were literally dancing our our butts off for like four hours. But there was a point where, before the wedding, actually, he gave all of his groomsmen swords, like actual real life sharp swords. One of them are, was a katana. Are they LARPers? One of them was a... No, 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 no. One of them was a gladius. Uh, one of them was like a, an Irish ranger sword or like archer I sword, something name. like that. Um, yeah, there was there was just all different Big types old of swords. Great sword. From, yeah, from from different like areas of the world, yeah. and it was super cool. And I was kind of jealous because I saw them all getting swords, and I was like, oh, I want one. That's so sick. Like, that's literally the coolest groomsman gift I've ever seen. Swords. Swords. Did they have them sheathed on them during the ceremony? Dude, I suggested that. Like, that would have been so cool. That would have been so dope. To have them just at their side or on their back. One of them did bring their sword, the Gladius, to, like, the changing room while we were there at the (laughs) venue. And, uh... Dude, I accidentally broke the chain on it, oh, <laughs> like on the sheath, okay. and then I fixed it. I fixed it. Don't worry. Right. Um, so then, yeah, at the end, this is why I'm bringing the swords up. Uh, he was one of the guys was saying, "Oh, Justin, come get your girlfriend," and then she like pulls out the sword, points it to the guy. I'm his wife, and it was just such an epic moment because I don't know. She was just dressed in her um. Her outfit, her her dress. Did they play the Lord and, of the Rings music when she said that. I mean, maybe in my head, but but yeah, it was sick. It was just a cool moment that just like is ingrained in my brain. Sounds fun. Um, TV monitor, South Korea, five <coughs> HTP. All right, so these are all kind of lumped into one day, um, because. I literally felt like you know the you know the movie Limitless, of course. Yes, I love that movie. Did you did you see the TV show? No, I didn't There's know. The TV, TV show, show that ran for two seasons about some like runt, another runt that finds the pill mm. and like becomes like a like super. Like he works for like the FBI or whatever. So yeah. like they have him solving cases, and then Bradley Cooper comes back because he's the mayor now. The mayor. Because he's so because nice. of his taking his pill, he turned his life around and he became the mayor or something. And then That's it got awesome. canceled, but it was good for the two seasons that it ran. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's awesome. So yeah, limitless. I guess I'll kind of start from there. And so there was this day, the twenty sixth, which I'm thinking is what Tuesday. If today's the thirtieth, four days ago would be, uh, yeah, Tuesday. So I could not stop cleaning and getting things done. I was just super hyper productive. And I think that might have been the day that I started taking my, no, I think it was Saturday. 
Anyways, I started taking this 5-HTP supplement where it's like it's supposed to help with anxiety and whatnot. Um, I think it's, isn't this just the stuff you mentioned before? I've mentioned this before. Yeah. But I, the reason I mentioned Limitless is because I just couldn't get I, – I couldn't stop getting stuff done. I just kept on doing things. I was, like, cleaning my room. I was doing laundry. I was, like, doing this and doing that, like, making food. I was, you know, working on beats. I was, you know, just being really, really productive that day. And then uh, I was actually taking my computer monitor. I'm like, let me go grab the TV from the other room because it's like a, I don't know, like a 60-inch TV, maybe even bigger, like 65-inch TV. You mean the TV in Theo's little corner? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's like a big screen. So I was like, okay, let me put it in my room, see if I can, you know, get some use out of it. So I take everything off my desk and then put it on here and then... I plug it in. I'm like, oh, this is like really close to me because I don't have another like table that I, you know, could set it on. Yeah. And everything's just like super close. So I'm like, yeah, this is not going to work. And then the frame rate, um, like my mouse was lagging and things were lagging on the screen because, you know, the refresh rate. Yeah, the, the refresh <laughs> rate with um, too many inputs or too many outputs. It's going to slow it down. Well, also just TV monitors are, are set differently. You know, I have a TV different. set to my. I know you. I know you can change it to where it, like it works smoothly, yeah. but I just I couldn't be arsed to figure it out because it's also probably because your computer isn't, Maybe. isn't the most um, like beefy. <laughs> isn't the beefiest, so even handling a screen that size is probably a little laggy. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I couldn't, I can, you know, be arsed to figure it out. I was just like, yeah. let me just, let me just get rid of this real quick. Let me just put it back because this is just too big. Like, I literally had to, like, move my head across the, the screen because it was just, like, too big for my eyes to, yeah. it would wear my eyes out. Um, So I did that, and then I get this call, bro. It's from South Korea. I'm like, how in the world does South Korea have my number, and why are they calling me? Uh, thank your phone, um, people. Thank your phone company. Mm-hmm. Who knows, dude? But anyways, I didn't pick it up. It was just, it's the typical, like, telemarketer kind of thing. They left a message, and I don't know. Who's giving out my number? That's literally what like phone what? companies do. Is they sell your phone number. Oh, yeah, of course. And it's in the but contracts. Like why do they want it? Because they get they don't they get it. money for selling phone numbers to advertisers and all that junk. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. But why do the people who are calling me need my number? <laughs> what am I gonna do for them? They don't even know you. That's what they I don't think. even know who you are. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, that was kind of that day, and dude, I was uh I was out another night with my. Unis Honest hoodie on, and I got recognized at Target. Yeah, there was this guy. He's just like, I like your hoodie. And uh, yeah, but it's like, I feel like they would say something specific, right? Okay, but it's just because a black the same hoodie thing happened to me. Yeah, but the it. same thing happened to me with this one that I'm wearing now. Okay, but yours is a bit more obvious. Yes, it's very obvious because like if you know that hoodie, you it's very familiar. But it's like. The dude seemed very excited to see it, but he just said, "Hey, I love your hoodie." Yeah, it was it was 
<clears throat> he was also, I think, was probably a... like if it was a girl. So I don't know if he was going to freak out too much. He's like, I'm on a date. Yeah. I'm not going to just sit here and be like, whoa, you too? Because yeah. we're all nerds. Yeah. It was about the same thing that happened with me, man. Like, the guy seemed very excited. He's like, I like your hoodie. And then, uh, yeah, he he was one of the workers there. Gotcha. So, yeah, he couldn't, like, stop and chat about it. I don't think he would have anyways, but, yeah, you know, who knows. But that's just a fun little thing is, like, I finally got noticed for my Unis Honest hoodie. Yeah. It's not like I wear it out that much, but yeah. still. I saw one on campus. I think I told you about that. Yeah. Yeah, you were walking they around were the wearing classroom. They just had the Founders hoodie, just the normal one. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. I have the Founders hoodie, don't I? Yeah. Yeah. And then that same day, dude, I almost got ran over. By a reindeer. By an old man. By three vatas. He, I was... No, no. Um, I'm getting to that next. But there was this guy, and uh, I was coming out of the parking structure. I was, like, walking across the street. Mind you, there was a crosswalk, like, designated zebra um, on the road. And this uh, there's a stop sign. And this truck just runs right through the stop sign. And then there's another car behind him. Like, the tr- the truck, I was, I was kind of, like, maybe 10 feet away from the truck still. But then I keep walking, and then the second car comes out. And that guy doesn't stop either. And it's like the smaller coupe. Um, so he, he like almost runs me over, dude. I was maybe about like a foot away or so from getting run over from this guy. And then he stops. He's like, I'm sorry. And then like the only thing I could think of was like, you're good. <laughs> I'm just like, you're good. Being too nice. You know. I would I'm, not have cause, said cause, you're okay. good, dude. I, no, no, because. Very different. Cause, 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 like this was this is the 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 face that I made. I was like, <laughs> I was just like. So you went, you're good. No, 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 no. I did this face, and then then he stopped. Okay. Cause he realized what he did. Yeah. Cause, cause there's like a pillar, in the middle. So I'm assuming he couldn't have he didn't see me, when I was walking, cause I was like just barely obscured from his sight. I see. Here's the thing on your part, both looking both ways. No, I before you're crossing the thing. Is, the thing. I saw, I saw that they were coming, and you but I expected to go. both of them to stop. I expected both of them to stop. There was a stop sign for them. What do you mean? I'm in the right, right here. Exactly, but I still, have right of way. I don't, it doesn't matter. Right that way. doesn't matter. You still have to act like everyone's an idiot. I mean, I didn't get run over first of all, so I'm still here. I'm fine. Yeah. So for now. For now. For now. Till you freaking... walk across the target parking lot getting your stuffed animal and get bicked. No, by it's the not backside of a drifting high schooler by the spoiler on his Miata and you're gonna get bicked in the back. Nah, bro. Nah. And then Just you can be like me. it's Dalmatian blood. Yeah, right. Dripping I mean, all over the if, dog. If that uh if that guy had a spoiler on his car, maybe that would have caught me. You know. Are you what? gonna Are you gonna put a noose on the dog's neck and put it Dude, on your I waist? Even, I don't even know if I'm getting a dog. I don't even know if I can find one. Bro, just go to like Target and go to the bro you, kids section. You think they're selling Dalmatians? They're probably selling Some... white dogs, and then you could just draw or like spray paint on little black dots with a sharpie or something. That would mean I would have to spend money on a white stuffed dog. 
Yes. <laughs> and not be able to return it. That's how Halloween goes, dude. Yeah, you can never return it. Spend your money first fun night. Also, three vatos. Bro, I was in the parking that's structure the, last that's night. The, that's the Halloween costume you should have done. I know, right? Just have like two other vatos with me. <laughs> like, you know how you have those like sticks and then it has like the mannequins on them? Yeah. Or not mannequins, but like the, the puppetry thing. Know, puppetry. Yeah. So there was this license plate that said three vatos, one. Oh, like, so he's one of the three. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I'm assuming he's the ringleader because he's Vato he's number one. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or he's the oldest, and it's like three brothers. Who knows, dude? I don't know. I'm not. That a could Vato. be the case. I mean, technically everybody's a Vato. Yeah, but <laughs> that's not true. Mm. <laughs> I, Everyone's you know, a Vato actually... in their. In their own in respect. Their own respect. <laughs> to each their own vato. Mm-hmm. I actually need to... Okay. Used to address or refer to a man. So, half the world is a vato. Sure. And then half of that is actually a vato. Sure. So maybe maybe a fourth of the world is a vato. Because, you know... You gotta take out the boys and the girls. Yeah. And the ladies just the men anyways, anyways let's i have a quick breeze past i have that. a quick tiddly bit yeah quickly because we actually i would are, like are running to out of time yes, no to we're, talk we're about gonna the rest well, of the we're stuff. gonna we're gonna be going a little bit past probably i do you love food dude of course do I do you love food. making food yeah check it everything i just sent you Oh, do we have a HelloFresh sponsorship? No, but I <laughs> have been taking pictures of every piece of food I have made because I I get so proud. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And it's just like I'm not posting it. It's like, oh, that looks delicious. I'm going to take a picture. Okay. Man's out here being a connoisseur of yes, sorts. Sir. Okay, so there's the sandwich on the blue plate. Yeah. The Cubano? No. It's not a Cubano. It's just a sub. That is a turkey club. Club? Turkey club. Oh. Lettuce, tomato, a crap ton of turkey, (coughs) some provolone, and some bacon Mm. with mayonnaise. That is the best sandwich I have ever made. That first one? No, like that is the best tasting sandwich I have ever made. Oh, so just in general, that type of sandwich? Yes. Like the the pastrami melt on like the baguette, you can't go wrong. There is a Cubano in there, which is the one that's got the bites taken out of it because I forgot to take the picture. Oh, my gosh. That burger was really good. That was a buffalo burger, and then that was carrot cake. Buffalo burger. Dang, this guy's out here spoiled. And then that slab of meat is is a pork butt pork shoulder mm. and then them ribs those were both smoked. I love me some butt those were both smoked oh we know you do yeah and butt chugging. and that carrot cake yeah. is that carrot cake yeah dude it's delicious carrot cake is the best yeah. well that's it I just wanted to highlight my culinary genius yes real quick he'll be before, putting pictures up yeah 
just I love real it. quick before we get into All of it spot. looks real good. I'm extremely hungry now. Yeah. How dare you? Don't worry, we'll have food tonight. Probably. Bro, I'm not gonna wait till tonight. Freaking hey, dude. But I just wanted to throw that out there before we get into the spice. The spice. The spice well, of, well, no, we'll, of today's we'll, episode. Oh, the what were we we'll, talking about podcast? <clears throat> Number 20, 24, Mamba 24. episode. Hey, Mamba episode. That has Rest nothing to peace. do with Kobe Bryant. We're sorry. Mm. I mean, just this one little mention. Yeah. Other than that, no. But hey, you can relate it to Timothy Chalamet, who is 25. Is so if it takes you take twenty four and add one, and you get twenty five. Wait, Timothy Chalamet is twenty five. I think so. He is, bro. He's about to be twenty six. Mm-hmm. I thought this guy was like twenty one. No, that's crazy. Uh huh. Anyways. Anyways, we saw two Timo- Timothy, two Chalamet, Timothy Chalamet, Chalamet movies. movies. In but a not row. for Timothy Chalamet. We saw them for the the art. Well, no. We saw them for the fun of it. Uh, yeah. We saw them for the podcast. Actually. I didn't. I didn't. No, you did. <laughs> you did. I didn't. Well, I yes. <laughs> I was gonna go see him regardless. So but let's talk about the French. Let's talk dispatch about first. French Dispatch first. Yes. The reason because why is because I didn't see that because of Timothy Chalamet. I saw no, no, that no. because of Wes Anderson and um. I didn't see pretty much of the most of the other of cast. Timothy Chalamet. This is the first Timothy Chalamet thing I've ever watched. Oh, okay. Any of these things? Interesting. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> I bonked my mic. So Timothy Chalamet, he he is. He is, let's just put it this way. He's a pretty boy, okay? And he is shy about his new muscles. (laughs) (laughs) That was one of the stupidest but greatest callbacks. Dude, Well, because it happened in the tub in, like, his section of the movie, and then it comes back later at the end. And then there is a muscles comment in dune. in dune so it's like which i was like bro there, there has to be has to there be has to be something there has to be a link because they came out like, on no them. i was like there's you no like, way no. because these movies are completely different and made by completely different directors and they were shot at completely different times True. but it could have just but been it could have been a coincidence it could have just been little timmy um like one and throwing a little funny yeah. Callback because the movies I mean, did come out on the same day. Yeah. So. Which would be funny if you saw both of the movies on the same day. Yeah. You'd be like, wait a minute. I'm shy about knows, my new muscles. He knows about the muscles. Yeah. Yeah, because Duncan, played by um, Duncan Idaho, Jason played Momoa. by Jason Momoa, comments on his muscles in, uh, yeah. in Dune as well. So. Oh, look, you got some, you got some like, muscles you know, on you. You got bigger. You got some muscle? It's like really no, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Okay, back to the French. The French dispatch. The French. I don't think that's a French accent. Though. No, I'm gonna let Not you spearhead this one because really? you said you liked this one more. So, 
Okay, yeah. Go ahead. My opinion of the French Dispatch over Dune is I do like the French Dispatch better. Um, for reasons. It's artsy fartsy. I really like that. Wes Anderson is phenomenal. Well, he's I don't know what, also your guy. I don't. I mean, it's funny how you say he's my guy, but I really haven't watched too much. Yeah, too but much you Wes always Anderson. say. Yeah, but you've said multiple a multiple of times. You're. Oh, excuse me. Your favorite director is Wes Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. The the only reason I think is is because it's memorable. His stuff is memorable, and I'm like. Okay, it's a very distinct style that you can tell is Wes Anderson, you know? Yeah. And it's just something so different from everybody else, or at least from what I've seen, that I'm like, this is cool. I can back this. Yeah. And, you know, there's just something about the way that he shoots each scene. It's just, in this movie specifically... Symmetry. It was... Always three. Not only symmetry... But just, I loved how still everything was. Like, yeah, like for there's, most, there's no, there's not many cuts. There's, it's just long white. It's like white takes. Yeah, you're just getting, yeah. you're getting the whole scene from one stationary point. And I liked, I liked that because in in movies, there's a lot of like cutting around, moving around, um, and pace. In in this film, it was you really got the setting. You know, you really got like you you felt like you were there, you know, because you were just kind of immersed in in this tiny little world, you know, this tiny little building. Yeah. And um, so that was really cool. And just something about the writing in this movie was insane. The I was like so amazed at the the poeticness. If that's that's not even a word. The poetry, the poeticism. There you go. Um, there we go. Yeah, and it was there was something so special about it. You know, each word was with intention. Each shot was with intention. Each pause was with intention. And the the film had these moments where it was almost completely silent, and there was just something. Just like a little sound here and there, you know, just like maybe a bird chirping or a dog barking and the wind blowing, you know, and it it would just set the scene and it would be, you'd really have to like focus in, you know? Yeah. And it was just, there's something so cool and intimate about those scenes and in those moments. So I'm going to go through the list of 21 things uh, Okay. that Wes Anderson has directed and you're going to say which ones you have seen. I've only seen like three. It's going to be, you know, it's less than 21 because there's commercials in here too. Okay. Bottle Rocket, 1996. No. Owen Wilson no. and his brother Luke Wilson. No. Based off of the short film Bottle Rocket film two years before. Mm-mm. One of my favorite Wes Anderson films. Rushmore with Bill Murray. Nope. The Royal Tenenbaums with Bill Murray. No. Life Aquatic with Bill Murray. No. Um, Darjeeling Limited. Nope. That's Owen Wilson. Uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, George Clooney. Yes, that was actually my introduction to Wes Anderson. Okay. Fantastic film. Moonrise About Kingdom. Fox. Nope. No? Oh, that's a good one. Also, Bill Murray and Bruce Willis. 
Um, that's a short. That's a short. That's a short. That's a short. Grand Budapest Hotel. Yes, sir. Of course, I watched that, bro. If they got my freaking hometown up in there, up in that joint. Isle of Dogs. Jeff so I Goldblum. Started, I started Isle of Dogs, but I was so tired. And Brian Cranston. I fell asleep. And Bill Murray. So I never finished. I never finished Isle of Dogs, but it looked really interesting just by the way that it was done. Yeah. I was like, this looks sick. I need to watch it. Yeah, it was similar because it was to... done like Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah. The French Dispatch. Never seen it. Okay. And he has a new movie <laughs> coming out next year called Asteroid City. Ooh, that actually sounds sick. Plot unknown, rumored to be a love story set in Europe. Starring Margot Ooh. Robbie, Scarlett Johansson, oh. Tom Hanks, Jeffrey Wright, Adrian Brody, <laughs> Tilda Swinton, Bill Murray, Brian Cranston, Leif Schreiber, Rupert Friend, Matt Dillon, Hope Davis, Jason Schwartzman, and Tony Revolori. Who's the, so, the Budapest? Just a bunch of great everybody actors. he's ever worked with again. Basically. Much like in French Dispatch, it was almost yeah. everybody he ever worked with, like minus Ray Fiennes and Jason Schwartz. No, yeah. Jason Schwartzman wasn't it. Minus yeah, Ray Fiennes. Yeah, it was like everybody. Yeah, so. the cast on this film was actually sick. I really, I love how everything was segmented out into different stories too. Yeah, they were each each one of the article magazines like sections that were written so for you for those who don't know basically the french french dispatch french dispatch it's actually kind of hard to say french dispatch was this like would you say it was like a magazine yeah it was like a that's it, it was a fictional magazine yeah and they were you know they had these articles and each of the different writers gets a story that they tell much like just the act- news. Right. But it's a course. magazine, so it's not as like news heavy. It's just like before there were blogs. Yeah. Yeah. So we start off with kind of this like poem about the city with Owen, Owen Wilson. Wilson. The shortest story. Three the shortest, like very four, short. Four pages. It was it was only like five minutes until yeah, it, was know, it was like it really was a quick. very poetic, constantly mm-hmm. moving, really big one long sentence it was nice yes. because it framed the city it it, it yeah put it, us it into gave you it gave you a, a sense of setting yeah it gave you the where of the five mm-hmm. w's in a matter right. of minutes of the opening of the movie which is kind of necessary yes ennui ennui and there was a river where every day eight people washed ashore or something like that yes and there were also marauding choir boys half drunk on the blood of Christ wreaking havoc in the streets. Of course. Another line. You've got to have it. Yeah. Um, and then it would cut but, back to Bill Murray actually going to that person's place in that building mm-hmm. to get their written article. Story. To have yeah. a little conversation with them about it. And yeah, then it would move like, on hey, to the next to... one. It's like Because he, he was the he, editor. Yeah, he's like, like editor. He yeah, he's it. chief chief of the whole thing it was his magazine yeah given to him by his father so they'd have these little banters back and forth just from that one angle usually with the one guy eating in the background that guy was always there that 
but he had this one long like pocky stick or whatever not pocky stick or what do you call what are they called pocky are they pocky yeah. sticks the if, things that you like you dip in the I'm chocolate thinking about yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Pocky. he had like something that looked like that but it was really long and then in each scene he was in it was getting shorter, and, getting shorter and shorter and shorter and then at the last scene he was like eating the last bite of it oh yeah i literally did not notice that yeah. at all yeah <laughs> He was just always in the background whenever they would cut back after the stories. Mm. Yeah, I, I didn't notice that he was yeah. eating that. Because they explained each person at the beginning, and his explanation was like, the one person who constantly is berating the halls with food who hasn't contributed a single thing in a decade. Dude, when, when he came in, the little boy, like the teenager kid, and he's just like, uh, it's going live in an hour. And then Bill Murray's just like, you're fired. You're fired. He's the NRA. <laughs> and then the guy, the guy starts crying. He's like, no crying. And it pans up, so they're no crying. Yeah. That's great. And then I he's at the was... end, and he's not fired. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. I was like, wait, he's a part of the thing. He's not fired. He's just. No, no. Yeah. He probably says that to him, like, daily. Uh, yeah. He says that to everybody. Yeah. But. So, yeah. And then there was a story. It goes prison story was it, de- it was del toro yeah and with, then and then it was the lady with, and then uh, it was the father son with nescafier yes so there were really like three stories that were like the main stories yeah and the first one was the story of this prisoner who was extremely mentally disturbed um yeah, he was he, he was, was in, also he was in prison for double homicide at the age of like 18 or 16 or whatever something like that because like he had killed these people in the bar because they were harassing like an older woman elderly woman i thought it was a dude like an older man i I I know it was two dudes harassing somebody yeah so then he gets in and apparently like he has to do something with himself so he takes up you know painting this art class and then and then eventually he takes up painting yeah and he has this muse, and he paints her, but it's like very abstract modern art. Yeah, and she's she's people... she's a guard. Yeah, he finds a muse in one of the guards. Right, they, right, right, right. They have like a platonic relationship with no actual well it's feelings not, it's from not... her. But yeah, platonic's not the right word. But... Platonic is not the right. No, if it's friends not. Friends with benefits. Friends with benefits. More... Friends with benefits, but <laughs> but, but not he's really but he thinks it's love. Yeah. Yeah. But they're not really friends. No. <clears throat> Anyways. She's it, probably just doing it so he doesn't off himself. Who knows? So he has no, a muse. I, I don't know. I, I think she was like, they were mutually both benefiting. You know, it was like a mutual benefit for both of them. Yeah. Anyways, so he's super talented. He's, you know, one of the greatest painters in that era. And there's this guy who, like, a had avoided taxes tax evasion and um he was in there with him and he he saw the painting that he had made and he's like i want to buy this so when he gets out he starts promoting this painting and like tries to blow it up and he goes all over the world doing these tours of like this this painting and then the rest of a couple of other of his older works the prison mates works and finally you know there's this there's this huge climax where uh the prison guy the prisoner uh he paints this huge like mural but it's like multiple different paintings 
and it's on the wall. He and paints directly on the the wall the of wall. the penitentiary. Yeah. So it cannot be removed or sold. Yeah. So then they have like this gallery viewing where they get like all these high snobby individuals into the prison yeah. to come view this um this painting or this set of paintings that he's done because it's like his magnum opus. Yeah. And basically the the guy who was praising him all along was like, You're an idiot, I hate you. Like, why would you do this to me? You've ruined everything. Yeah. And then, they can't then this huge this huge prison prison fight breaks out. But you don't see um, it. Yeah, you don't see I it. loved I loved how he did the, the stills for the fights. The stop frame. But it Dude, wasn't so cool. actually still frames. They were just all standing they still. They were all just standing still. That's sick. Because if you really looked, like you could see like their arms are shaking a little bit or like there's there's yeah. still there's a little bit of movement. So like that's that really wide panning shot. Or not panning shot, mm-hmm. it's a tracking shot of just going through the crowd and like that's even more impressive because if it was a still, yeah, you could have things flying and make it easy to freeze. But like there was a tray yeah. of drinks halfway slid, but the dr- but the drinks were falling out, but it was all frozen. Yeah. So it's like that's all like wire work and like yeah, um, amazing that's job so by cool. by the set set dressers and props. oh yeah, that's yeah. oh yeah. He 100%. does he does a great job with or I shouldn't say he does because he's not the actual set dresser, but he probably has a lot of say. His his right. sets and his his color oh. especially is very speaking about color yes mind you this entire film is like in black and white no a lot of it most the past, of the film is the black past and white. is in black and white okay so the prisoner story black and white yeah the second second lady story black and white well if it if it wasn't <clears throat> um if it wasn't the points to where um you're right it was like, the past was that the was past. in black and white so like whenever they would cut back to, but the um, whole the whole film was in the past. The whole film yeah, was most talking of it, about but well, that's because the, the stories were the past. Yeah, but like yeah, she was giving Tilda Swinton was giving the presentation about. Yeah, that was so like in that color, would come back to those, color or like it would cut. Those back were to, only like little tidbits yeah. of like you know. Yeah, but, but mind uh, you, when there was color, it was, it was colorful. Very vivid. It was and, vibrant. Yeah, yeah, it, there was purpose in the color. Yeah. Well, that's Wes Anderson. And and the funny thing is, is like I didn't even necessarily miss the color. Yeah. While I was watching it, because it was so engaging. Yeah, that makes sense. The film was so engaging. Yeah. And whenever there was color, it was this, it was this moment of like, okay, there's there's meaning to this. There's actually like a reason. We need to have the color here. Yeah. It's to show something. It's to kind of like bring attention to something. Yeah. So, anyways, so after that. Um, that prison story. That's kind of that's kind of where it ends. That like was one of the. He, that was the longest yeah. story. Yeah. They even and make a the comment next... at the beginning, like she wrote the story. I gave her a limit of twelve hundred words, and she wrote fourteen thousand, or something yeah, like that. I know, right? It's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it was just an insane amount of yeah. words. So the second story is about this lady, who's this reporter, this journalist, and she. She's like reporting on the youth, but it's like this revolution. Yeah, I I don't know. You want to explain this one because this one was okay. This is Timothy Chalamet's section. Yeah. So it was like the way that it started was that she got in with reporting on the kids because they were like come. They were like um going against 
like their school. Oh yeah, to have yeah, access to have full access to the to the girl side of campus. The the boys yeah, the wanted boys, access. The boys wanted to be able to they go into the access. girls' locker room or something. No, they, like they that. just I think they just wanted access to like to their side and their rooms. into their rooms. Yeah. yeah, yeah, into their rooms. So they were. There was a chess match between Timothy Chalamet and like I don't know, it was like the dean or something. I can't, I don't, I can't remember. Something like that, yeah. yeah. And she's in the back, like reporting on it, because it's a weird story to happen. Yeah. And then it turns into like this: these kids want to start a revolution, and it's very like theatrical and metaphorical. It's almost like watching a play the way it kind of goes out. Because mm-hmm. yeah. there's like this the underlying love story with the two kids, but it's like. But then also with the report. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. No, that one didn't. No, but that one. That one. That was. That's just like that quirky, Wes Anderson style of love stories. It's also. It's more of like a funny, funny thing. I think. Yeah. And then the real. Then I was trying to focus on with the other girl. But yeah, there's like this big revolution, and then like, mind you, up to this point, every shot has been static on tripod. And Basically, then they get yeah. to the revolution, and these kids are, like, held up, like, and they're playing chess against, like, some government official. I don't know how it works in France. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, they're held up, like, in this courtyard, surrounded by military, and they're playing, and he's playing chess by himself. And then they relay a move that he made to an officer on the outside who then calls the government official who's playing chess against him, like, in another probably part of the country or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't remember this part. You went to the bathroom. Oh, this is the one this part where I went, went to the, the restroom? Bath- yeah, like, the critical part of the story, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's like, they're playing chess pretty much over the phone. <laughs> yeah. And the chess That's match funny. is gonna, like... Determine determine whether, the like, revolution and like if they get what they want from his little memoir that he's been writing. Yeah, and it wasn't yeah. a memoir; it was a manifesto. <laughs> manifesto oh, yeah, that yeah, he's been yeah. writing. That was like the underlying kind of thing about it too. Is like he's constantly writing it and like asking about it, and people are like giving him crap for it. And and then yeah. they get in this big heated argument about how the manifesto's crap, and like this isn't what. I don't know, we've... Our revolutionaries, this isn't what we're doing it for, whatever. The girl, like, brings mm-hmm. up. And then, like, the shots go from static to handheld, mm-hmm. which is interesting for Wes Anderson, especially in this film, because everything was static except for this one shot. Because it was one long shot. It would just go back and forth, and you could obviously tell it was handheld. So it was weird to see that come out of nowhere, but it... it it took me out of the moment because I noticed it, but that's mm-hmm. probably just because of being someone who looks for stuff like that. Um, but like once I've th- what I thought about was like, okay, well, so there's obviously something going on here that he wants to highlight. So yeah, which was that like whole love triangle thing and like there's this tension that you're like there you you need to move your chest you need to move the piece the time's gonna run out you need to move the piece and then tear gas comes because they didn't move the piece yeah. and then she's and then the reporter's like go make love and then they ride off on their bike and then and then they know. go back to start the revolution again at the radio tower and the tower breaks and timothy climbs up to fix it and he fixes it and he takes a moment to take in the city 
and then, then it gets struck by lightning. By lightning. <laughs> and then that section ends after she like gives her little disposition on it. And he died being shy about his muscles. He did. So sad. He came up many a times in that little story. That was he funny. literally brought it up at least like three he times. He brought it up when he was in the... Because he was hiding from his parents like in the bathtub. And then she's like... She looks in and she's like, Can you turn away, please? I'm shy about my muscles. Mm-hmm. Turns about, my new muscles. about my new muscles. About my right. new muscles. Yeah. yeah. Muscles, yeah. And, then, um, and then he says it to the girl too. Yeah. When they were like together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was that part. That was really cool yeah. too. And then the last part, the last section was, was Jeffrey Wright, the, mm-hmm. the police story. Yes, the police story was dope. I liked yeah. it because he was he's, he's like a legit. He's like a reporter. Yeah, like and, and he, like like he's like a crime reporter, like a yeah yeah interesting. So basically, he was doing an interview with yeah. Lee Schreiber. Yeah. Um, or Lieb Schreiber. Lieb Schreiber, yeah. Something like that. Anyways, yeah. so Lieb he's doing this interview, and, and he's just like, oh, so, so you have a photographic memory. And he's just like, actually, no, I have a typographic memory, which means I can remember everything I've written. Yes. So basically, he was quoting word for word an article he had written about, about. the story of uh, this this father and son and like how he was invited to well it was you know, it wasn't a father them. and son it was like the police detective like the head captain of the police department and his son yeah but i mean you know what i mean it was like yeah. a father and his son it was a story about them technically because yeah his son got like, like kidnapped. Got kidnapped by edward norton yeah I was just like, is that Edward Norton? Yeah. And yes, I knew you. Well, I saw that little lengthy body with his stride. I was like, that's Edward Norton. Yeah, but I almost looked it up mid-film because I was like, I I feel like I know this guy. Yeah. Like, is that Edward Norton? Like, yeah, it probably is. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, so they they the reporter he's like at the police officers yeah. or like police chief's house. And no, it wasn't the house. <clears throat> Where was it? At? It was at the police department. The it was at the it's police, at the police department. department. He's because remember at the beginning they showed him he had this really complicated map of the building. Yeah, yeah. He, he was in the police. The police he first. was in the no. It's in the police department. And what, he was he just yeah. He just talked about like he was getting lost because the map was so complicated. He's like the one thing that like because yeah. What what was the line about um, homosexuals that he said? I don't. I it was about cartography because he's like the one. The one thing homosexuals aren't good at is cartography, and he had a map of the building of where he needed to go. Was he implying that he was a homosexual? Yeah, because there's another comment later on that mentions like because he's like Willem Dafoe was the one in the in the chicken coop in the prison, in one uh-huh. of the cells, and he's like, oh, I also spent some time in the chicken coop, or like Leif Schreiber asks him that, and then he's he's like, why? And then he just says <laughs> because of love. He was th- he was thrown in prison for being gay. Really, is what the implication was. Is that what the implication? Yeah, because was? look at the time period that this thing was supposed to be set in. In France, you know, that that was that was also another question I had. It was like, what year was this set? Yeah, in? what time period? Well, if you look at like the colors of like the and like the dresses that Tilda Swinton was wearing, like the 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 way that the interview was set up, 
in um in the last it section. It must have been like a hundred years ago or something, right? No. <laughs> when was this set? Not a hundred years ago. There was no such thing as TV hundred years ago. No, I know. Yes, there okay. was. I'm stupid. Yes, there was. Um, I want to say. I want to. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's it's around the sixties. Oh, okay. So, so not quite. And then years. the sixties would be like the present day stuff, and then the flashbacks mm-hmm. would be decades before or a few decades before or whatever it was yeah or like yeah, a few yeah, yeah. months before depending on which story it was but so yeah so then basically the kid got kidnapped yeah uh and they had to go get him they had to go get him and they used the and they used the lieutenant who is also a chef yes to um like make a peace with the kidnappers up in their building so they have him come in and make them some food but the radishes are poisoned, and the captain knows that his son hate radishes, hates radishes, hates radishes, whatever. So he wouldn't eat radishes. them, and those were what was <laughs> yes, and those were what were poisoned, and he knew his kid wouldn't eat them, so it killed everybody else except for Edward Norton, who then drove because away. He didn't like radishes either. Is, yes. So it turns into this big chase, but they do it on like a comic strip kind of way. Yeah, it's all drawn out. Yeah, which was really fun to watch because it's like this weird, like these jarring movements and mm-hmm. the sounds were fun and it was interesting. It was really, really it. well designed. And they would run, or they would drive. They'd get out of the car. They'd run for two miles and they would end up back in the car. And then they get back to the car. And then they would go again. Yeah, it's great. And at the end, when the the son and the father are reunited, the son just like smacks, smacks him in the him. face. Yeah, I mind mean, you, the son is like ten years old yeah, or something like old. that. Yeah, yeah. So, it's just funny. Yeah. And it's it's this nice story. Yeah. And then, and then like, there's the bow tie of back with Bill Murray, and he's like, yeah. so the only thing that the chef told you was this one the word, this one thing. He's like, no, he told me one other thing, but I took it yeah. out. Well, let me read it. And it was this, like, touching story. Yeah, where he's out because he had to eat the poisonous food yeah. to prove that it wasn't poisonous, so he ate but it. His iron stomach with his iron stomach, he him. could survive, yeah. So he's lying there, like in the hospital bed, and he's like, "He says something they, profound." They had a taste. He's talking about the the poison. I've never tasted this. The before. poison in the radishes in the radish. It was had bitter a taste. but sweet. Yeah. But it was this and that, and it was a really spicy. It was a really good piece of dialogue. Mm-hmm. And I was like, was touching. I was trying to remember it all to write it down for my quote for my movie today. Yeah. But I only got the they it, it they had a taste and I'm like oh I missed the rest of it yeah because by the time I got my phone out it's like oh whatever but yeah and then it cuts back to Bill Murray he's like well that's the best part of the damn story put yeah, it, back, put it in. back in and then it cuts away to everybody back in Bill Murray's office yeah but they finally cut to the camera of the desk and he has his heart attack. That they yeah. mention at the very beginning about what his whole lifespan would be. Yeah, the whole movie is preface. In the beginning, they mention that he's actually dead. Yeah, and they're just retelling recounting the, story. the last story that will be written. Yeah, yeah, which was actually pretty, pretty sick. Yeah, and then it just ends with them writing. All the writers come together in the room. The writers, the editors, everyone that was involved. Yeah. Like they're, Owen Wilson sits down and is like, who's going to help me? 
help you with what? And then they write the obituary, and they all start contributing to writing the obituary, and the movie ends together. Yeah, yeah, it's very touching. It was really well put together. I think it really might movie. be my favorite Wes Anderson movie I've seen. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely up there for me. Yes, because I really don't have other ones to go off of except yeah. for like the Grand Budapest yeah. Hotel and Ma- Fantastic Budapest Mr. Was Fox. Good. I really love Bottle Rocket. That's r- yeah. I really love Bottle Rocket. I was introduced to that in high school, which is very different. It's not you could. It's like it's not Wes Anderson in this format. Yeah, this one was really good. Yeah, like it's a lot to take in, mind you. Yeah, but it. It's also it's my it. kind of movie. It's a talkie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's I like dialogue, dialogue heavy, and it's like good pacing, good editing, and it didn't rely on just like a bunch of explosions and stuff. No, like it that. it doesn't. It doesn't rely on. It doesn't. Fancy it doesn't. And- not. Even, I mean, both movies do this. Um. That it doesn't rely on you. It doesn't rely. What the? What am I trying to say? I don't know, dude. <laughs> it doesn't rely on itself to bring the audience with it. It's gonna move regardless. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. not a crutch to the audience. It's not waiting for you or trying to explain the story to you. It's gonna tell its story whether you figure it out or not. Right. And you'll get it in some sense, but if you don't, then I, you're gonna have to watch it again. Yeah. Which Wes Anderson movies you kind of need to watch more than once anyway, just the way that they move. There's a lot yeah. to pay attention to and a lot to nitpick and like pull yeah. out of it. You can't really get from just one scene, one watch. Yeah, The French Dispatch would watch again. Super cool movie. Probably will watch go, again. Go see it if you haven't. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's, it's high up, high up there. Highly yeah. rated. So okay, let's get to Dune. I you know you ruined my segue. Okay, do your segue. And now, 10,000 years later, we are on the planet Arrakis <laughs> with Timothy Chalamet waking up with his muscles in bed. Yes. This is true. This, this is actually is, fact. This dude. is true. So we saw he this He survived movie. the revolution. He did. Yeah, he didn't and die. And now he's on Arrakis. He didn't die. No, he's, n- he's, not, he's not on Arrakis. He's on Caladan. He's on Caladan, yes. Home of House Atreides. House Atreides. But yeah, he got shocked by the lightning, Atreides and instead nuts. of being killed, he was teleported ten thousand years into the future, exactly onto another planet, and cryogenically frozen, cryogenically, yeah, with his new muscles, with his new muscles, and his father, played by Oscar Isaac. Who else was in this movie? Dude, there were so many people in this movie. What do you mean? Uh, no, I can't. I'm like. Uh, Javier Bardem, Javier Bardem we yes, had J- was Jason Momoa. I, I want to get their names right. I'm gonna pull it up. We had, uh, we had that one old black uh, dude. Uh, he he's famous. The old like general guy. I don't know what he was doing. The general guy, the general, or the one with the, like the the little mark on his lip. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Like the, yeah, the, the, the one quote who, like, unquote, accountant. I don't know what he was. Is he like his eyes flipped back or whatever? He did like all his number stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We got Rebecca Ferguson. We got Zendaya. We got Jason Momoa. We got Stellan Skarsgård. We got Josh Brolin. We oh got yeah, Javier Thor- Bardem. Yeah, I mean, we got Dave Bautista. Oh we yeah, got Guardians of the Galaxy. Others. And Timmy. 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 
Good old South Park. Yes. Yeah, Zendaya was the star of the show, dude. No. (laughs) She was literally in it for like five minutes. She was the star of the sand. I think. Well, this movie is only the first half of the first book. Let me just say, Zendaya is fine. I disagree. Okay. That's your opinion. (laughs) (laughs) I would hope you would be kidding. Um, That's just cute. She's cute. I mean, I would be, like, more than happy to, uh, you know, have a girl as cute as that. Why don't you try and pursue? I'm not going to pursue Zendaya. Why not? You can get Tom. (laughs) Just get rid of Tom Holland. (laughs) Yeah, that's not going to happen, bro. I can't compete against Spider-Man. Yeah, you can probably compete against him. Just be like, hey, look, I can grow facial hair. He can't. He probably can't. I've never seen him with any sort of facial hair. Because he probably can't. can't. But he's like 20-something. I'm 20-something. Yeah, but you also got them them Hungarian (laughs) genes. What does that even mean, though? You got that Hungarian-looking beard. I don't know how to describe it, but it looks... I don't know what that means. Hungarian. Sure. When it's longer. Dude, I'm growing it back out again. Again? I showed my friend, I showed my buddy the other day. He's like, dang, bro, you look crazy. Like, in a good way. Nah. Like, with that Hungarian beard. Like, exactly what you're talking about. Anyways, back to Dune, because we're getting off track, bro. Talking about Zendaya and my beard. Back to Dune. Like, what? The planet of (laughs) Hungarians. No. Imagine. So. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Did you, uh. We saw this with a group of total of 11 people, and I think yeah. about half of them didn't know what was going on. Dude. <laughs> there was a group, we a had a group chat that was going, and it was constantly like, what's happening? It's like, what's does, anybody, does know anybody know what's, know going, what's going, on? going on? The funny thing is, I didn't know what was going on for like a lot of the film. I was like, what is happening? There's like so many things happening. Yeah. I couldn't wrap my head around yeah. what was going on. Yeah. But like it's because you had the you had the prophecy, then you had the freaking speaking in a different voice, and then you had speaking in uh, and you had like all the the warfare, and then like the trade system, the economics, the ecology. Like you had the sands, you had Zendaya, you had, you had the rain, you, know, this, you had the the dragonfly ships. Yeah, those, those are sick are though. Dope. I love I love that kind of design. Yeah, that'd be sick in real life. Yeah. The dragonfly copters. Yeah. <laughs> And then, like, they just pull the wings in and then do the straight dive. That's so cool. Easy, quick landing. But, like, I don't know if it was just me. I mean, Path, Path said he read Dude. the book, so he understood it. Yeah, he, he said understood he liked it. it. And it was pretty one to one, pretty faithful. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I think I understood it pretty well. But maybe that's because I'm, say... I'm just so zoned in when yeah. I watch movies now. I, I would say I maybe understood, like, I don't know. For a while, I feel like I didn't understand like half of it, but I feel that by the end of the movie, I kind of understand what's happening. Yeah. It's just for me, it felt like we were just plopped into a, a a scene and we were plopped into the middle of of something that like it's just like hey, there there the movie's going, and like I'm just like trying to catch up to what's happening, you know? Yeah. And I don't know. It felt like that to me. Maybe not to you, but. 
it felt it felt like I didn't. Well, you definitely they, they give this they give a small <clears throat> explanation of exposition for like what is spice, why is it important? Spice, and that's about and yeah. like who are the sand people? <clears throat> yeah, and then like who is who are these different houses? But like they give you all you need for the characters that are in this movie. They drop you in the middle of it because like this is something that's been going on for thousands of years. So it's like also, they can't start like, from the beginning. So there like was a lot of a lot of what they were saying. Like I couldn't understand what they were actually saying. Like like some of the words didn't make sense to me. Okay. Like cuz they had some they had some weird wordage. Like whenever they talked about like whatever the voice was like the Balajazar or whatever, I don't know what it was. And then whenever they like spoke in a different language, it, I don't know. Well, obviously, when they spoke in a different language, but different even language, the subtitles, there were subtitles. Even with the subtitles, it's like, what is happening? It was all like prophecy and stuff yeah. like that. Um, like usually, I don't know, dude. It, some of it was hard to follow but, for me. Um, yeah, this was only the first half of the first book. Yes, mm. and it's called Part One. Not on the yeah, title, but in the movie, it's called Part One. There were no plans for a part two or three when this movie was made. They, the studio had invested so much money into this that they did yes. not want to pre-green light a sequel. Uh, also, it had this very like Star Wars-esque vibe. But that's kind of to be expected whenever you do like the sci-fi, otherworldly, different planets kind of vibe. Well, there's also like the fact that like this was before Star Wars, so. Well, regardless, like the the I'm, the original book came out before the first Star Wars film, so uh, uh, there's a lot of inspiration in Star Wars from Dune. Interesting. Like. Okay. So that's why. Lucas took a lot of inspiration from Dune. So that's sort of like when we got out know. of the theater, some people remember, some people were like, it's kind of like Star Wars. Yeah. But I, And I immediately went. Mm. Well, how are we supposed to know, dude? No, but, I, like no, we, but that's what people. Imagine researching every single film you go watch. Yeah, but you see. No, like, that's like, I just want to have a good time I know, and watch a no, good movie. No, I understand that. But I just hate whenever people say like a space movie and they say, oh, it's like Star Wars. Okay, but like tell me, tell me that Dune, this wasn't like Star Wars, it, like even just a little bit. I didn't make any connection. Shut up, bro. No. Shut I didn't. Up, bro. I wasn't thinking about. I didn't Shut think about up. it at all. No, no, no. There were so many similarities. Besides bro. what Tal the sand planet and the sand people, none of the ships bro. were the same. There are no. Bro. There's yeah, great. There's an emperor. There's no like different houses. There's, there's like the shield thing isn't a thing fighting against the Imperium. The voice thing is like the Jedi mind trick. Yeah. But the voice came so but the voice came first. Yeah. So, so it's not it's, Star Warsy. To me it's not a Star Warsy kind of thing. It's its own thing since it was it's because it, it has came before. similarities. It has though. similarities because people know Star Wars more than Dune. 
There you go. But since Doom came first, Star Wars is like Dune instead of Dune like Star Wars. But the modern audience right. doesn't know Dune well enough to to know the correct order of things. Yeah, because we're not expected to. <laughs> I'm not saying anyone's expected to, but I'm just so nitpicky and I do my research and I like to I like to know everything about say, it before I go into it. But that's just me. I yes, that is just you. I would say that I I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was very well shot. I loved the action the action sequences. Okay, I did have a quarrel a qualm about the action sequences. The deaths felt like it, the the deaths felt really weak. You mean they felt like, real? I guess you could say that. There you yeah. go. I guess you could say that. They felt they're not lavish or dramatized. This is they're in a, a war. They're they're going through political war and war. So it's like it's not going to be this lavish gigantic sacrifice or like big epic it's just gonna be these moments but like, also like die. the fights yeah the fights like i don't know i guess they didn't seem it's not gonna be lavish it's gonna be tactical yeah. and it's gonna be quick it's gonna be a lot of it you're not gonna see yeah. because they move so fast in the way that they do it yeah which yeah. makes sense yeah i did i did like just how it was shot and it, yeah. was, it was really it was beautiful. beautiful yes denis villeneuve a lot of it, a lot of beautiful, the movie was like beautiful movies. a lot of quiet spots. Yeah. He did. There's a lot of this is why I'm so happy we saw it in IMAX. And this is why I wanted to see yeah. it in IMAX because Denis did a very interesting thing with all the sound in this movie. <clears throat> yeah. Like, especially with the Baron. Mm hmm. Do you, you know the Baron, right? You know which one's the Baron? Baron, the big guy. Yeah. Floaty. Yeah. Do you know why he floats? They don't explain he it. He floats. Let me tell you why. He floats because of the force. No. Again, Star Wars. No. 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 <laughs> he floats he floats because he actually has a helium balloon in his belly. That's why it's so big. No. That's why he floats. No. The th I have no you idea. You know the thing that's on his back? That like metal thing that was mm -hmm. on his back? That's what makes him levitate. Because he's he's so fat that he doesn't have the strength to carry himself through walking. Interesting. This is, but my six hundred pound life says otherwise. Yeah, but huh. this is ten thousand years into the future, man. You never know. You hey, the gravity on those planets could be way too much. Maybe. You never know. Everyone's calves should be jacked. Oh yeah. Anyways. I mean when you're running through sand, you better be. Oh, a hundred percent, yeah. Burning through sand. But did you did you find the movie spooky or creepy? I guess at some points, like beside, like really. the Baron stuff, I guess. Not really. Like, I mean, to there be were honest. some people in the group that saying this is spooky, this is unsettling, and I'm like, yeah, but that's just the world, I guess. It wasn't really that. No, spooky. I mean, there's the stuff with like the Baron, which was like, okay, this is creepy, but this is kind of cool. With like, hmm. like that weird bug, that was just random. And one of the scenes, there's like a big spider, oily spider. Yeah, that was yeah, weird. Yeah, that was completely random. I'm like, that's so random, but I mean, whatever, cool. And then he's laying in like this vinegar and oil looking yeah, big tub. And I'm like... It wasn't spooky. No, it wasn't spooky. It was... It was I mean, I like stuff like that. I like the odd, kind of creepy, yeah. like... It reminded me of weird. Like, uh, what's that one movie where... 
was it Fight Club or was it Wanted where they would soak themselves in like candle wax? Want I think that's Wanted. Wanted, it's definitely yeah. not Fight Club. <laughs> no, it's not Fight Club. Bullet um, curve. Wanted. Yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of that. This the the bath. Yeah, that weird like motor oil bath. Well, I mean, not that it has any similarities like physically, like yeah, but like wise. soaking in like that thick viscous kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought he was really really good as the Baron. Stellan. Who was Stellan Skarsgård? Oh, I don't know who that is. Do you know? Do I you know? Looked like Jeff Daniels. Do you know the the actor that plays it? No. The new It, the clown movie. Never seen it. Did you see the Tarzan movie, the live action Tarzan movie? Uh, no. Did you see the first Avengers movie? Yes. Do you remember the like scientist? Mm, no. Here, I'll make this easy. <laughs> Uh, Skarsgård, Stellan. Stellan Skarsgård. Well, it's like I can't, Stellan I can't Skarsgård. like tell you anything because you don't watch movies. It's like, oh, it's the it's guy fine. from this movie. Yeah. It's but fine, I mean, dude. you've probably you've probably recognized him. Are you looking him up? Not really. No. Oh, okay. Well. All right. Maybe. I want to say I anyway, do, but like I don't know. Doesn't matter. Anyways, yes. There was. I remember, like, there was this story that like the people in the makeup chair, because like he had to do all that makeup for the Baron each time. Like he was trying to get more scenes yeah. to where the Baron was naked. Oh, like he liked that setting for for the Baron more. He thought it was like more. I don't know what is it. Stellan Skarsgård wanted more naked Baron. Wanted more nude scenes as the Baron. Is there a quote? We added cheeks. Just exhibiting jowls. his power. Yeah. We added cheeks, jowls, a silicone ball cap, eyebrow covers. I'm always looking to spot fake eyebrow covers in films, so we will cover those. Prosthetic hands, feet, and ankles. Mm. He loved being naked as the Baron. We all used to kill Wait, ourselves laughing. Wait, feet and ankles? Prosthetics. You didn't even see his feet and ankles ever. Yeah, but still, you have to, just in case. Hey, you have to do the whole costume. Things change daily. They could have come up with a shot True. that showed his feet. True. He wore a 20-pound bodysuit. And he requested Ooh. additional scenes without clothes on. He That's would ask crazy. for more nude scenes. He felt quite correctly that the Baron appeared more frightening and dangerous unclothed than cloaked. So he was always <laughs> asking for more nudity. That's funny. And I'm sure he'll get it in the sequel. Probably. That has already been greenlit. Okay. Do we want to talk about kind of just an overview of the movie? I don't want to sit like here and happened. explain the whole freaking movie. Just because there's quick. a lot to explain. Okay, I'm when people were confused, I sent a text in the chat to get everybody up to speed, and I'm just gonna repeat that little thing. It's right. a really bad explanation, but it works. House Atreides is being given orders by the Emperor to now rule over the desert planet instead of the rainy planet because of reasons. Zendaya is one of the desert people who doesn't like the Emperor takering their spice. 
Dave Batista and the fat man used to rule desert, but now they were told to leave, so he angry. And Timmy is an angsty teen that is confused about politics and his power voice thing so far. And that was probably like 30 Dang, minutes bro. into the movie. That's actually the whole entire movie. That's like the first 30 <laughs> minutes of exposition. Oh, that's funny. And dude. then the Baron like retaliates and attacks House Atreides and destroys yeah. everything, hires these somewhat mercenaries. Dude, that's crazy. They got, they got betrayed from within. Well, the well the the whole I think the whole idea was that the emperor was afraid of House Atreides, and what they mm -hmm. could do. So he had them sent to Arrakis to be destroyed. That's such a cool name, though. Arrakis, or Atreides. Makes me think. Makes me think of spiders. Arrakis. Arrakis. Well, Arachna, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Every time I hear Atreides, I think of Atreus from God of War. <laughs> To think of some moments. It's hard to think of moments for this movie because every little bit was its very own interesting moment, at least for me. Mm -hmm. So, like, I could sit here for two hours and just talk about each section, but that's a lot of time. Um, what did you think of the music? Um, to be honest, bro, whenever we're watching a movie, you're not. Thinking I'm not really. Of music. Yeah, I'm not really thinking not, about the music. No, I was trying to figure out like what the freaking story was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, like I knew what the story was, but just the way that it was put together, I don't know. It confused me for whatever reason. Okay. I think I think I was just having an off day. Yeah. Like on my with my brain. Okay. Well. My processing power wasn't there. Nope. Much like nope. your TV monitor. Ah. Right. Yep. Couldn't keep up. <clears throat> But this was um, this score was weird because it's Hans Zimmer. Yeah. But it's like Hans Zimmer, not sounding like Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer, the dark side. Hans Zimmer, the different side. Ooh, Hans Zimmer, the Dune side. <laughs> <laughs> what? The goofy side. I did play the soundtrack on the way home. Okay. And there was like Thoughts? extreme fog on the freeway. Which and there was nobody on the freeway at two in the I morning. Love that. So I'm just blasting this Hans Zimmer orchestral beauty barreling down a highway. How many barrels did you have with you? Wait, what? Oh, no, how many barrels? Dumb, oh. It's a dumb, how many dumb barons joke? did I have? Oh. None, because you would have down weighed down my car. Would have been scraping on the ground, probably. Your, did I, did I tell you this? car becomes a lowrider. More than it already is. <laughs> yeah. Did I tell you the story about how Hans Zimmer got this job as the composer? Uh, no. I feel like I, I mentioned so. it a long time ago. I think you might have mentioned it. But remember when Tenet remember, was though. coming out? Okay, yeah. And do you know how Hans Zimmer does, like, all of Christopher Nolan movies? Hans Zimmer does, like, every movie. Yeah, but, like, ever. Christopher Nolan is, like, <laughs> their – he's his composer. He does, like, all of his movies. Mm-hmm. And around the same time that Tenet was being made, Dune was going into production. Mm-hmm. And there was one movie that Hans Zimmer was adamant on composing if they ever made it again, which was Dune. 
So he basically told Christopher Nolan, I'm not doing your movie because I want to do this one. Mm-hmm. And it's the first time I think that Hans Zimmer hasn't done a Christopher Nolan movie. Interesting. So that's why Christopher Nolan got Ludwig Gorson on Tenet. Yeah, you did tell yeah. me about this, I think. Because he, he was like, if anything ever happens, I'm leaving this project to go work on Dune because this is the one movie that I that I want to actually compose because he's such a fan of it. So yeah. I'm really interested in finding interviews and talks about how he chose those still suits were cool oh yeah the recycled water i thought that was a cool idea it's like it takes the water from your body takes all of your sweat and recycles it and lets you drink it it filters it too yeah yeah it's cool and dude when that when that chick got i know and it was just water i'm like that's not blood oh wait it's the suit yeah, yeah, I knew immediately. Yeah. I was like, dang, that's a yeah. lot of water. I was really excited to see her ride the worm. Was she going to? Yeah. She put the thumper in to attract it, and then she pulled out the grappling hooks. Oh, and the that's worm, why she pulled out the grappling hooks. And the worm hooks. was coming towards her, and she was waiting, and then she got stabbed. That's why she pulled out yeah. the grappling hooks. Because you see it at the oh. end of the movie when they're all walking yeah. together, and you see someone yeah. riding the worm. Right. That's what she was going to do, so she could get back quicker. But then they they right. caught up to her. Bro, that worm. Yeah, those worms. It's, worms. It seemed like everybody knew where to go too, though. It's like, oh, we found you. Well, there. There's only there's one exit. There's only one exit. There's not really. Yeah. So, then you can follow footsteps if it's immediate in the desert. Yeah. And they probably it's had not. people just circling the area too. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. So. But, like, the way that that freaking worm manipulates sand is insane. Was, it's like the it's ocean. Like, it was like vibrations. Like, it. that's how it moves through the sand. It doesn't just push through. It vibrates to push through it. That's, like, how they were sinking. Yeah. It's like the vibrations, and they would sink around it. Right. So. Ooh, you're right. Yeah. It was almost like it became that water with the vibration. But, yeah, it, it moved through, like, waves and... The big, yeah. the big old four hundred meter long butthole with teeth. Mm-hmm. That sucker was huge. And there's like there's Dude. multiple too. But that's like I think isn't that what like the sand people worship? Is it is it are they the Farin? Is that what they're called? Furman. Furman. Fremen. 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 Yeah. Fremen. I don't know what they worship. Fremen. But they I think I think it's like they, like the worm or like the, the god of the sand or I can't remember. It's they they talk about it offhand. Um, bro, tell me why. When House of Trades came out onto the planet, they had bagpipes. Because why not? <laughs> if one thing has survived for ten thousand years, it's bagpipes. That's insane, though. If there's Just one instrument to survive, literally the one instrument we see are bagpipes. I loved That's that score, that little that music piece right there, how it just got all grandiose and hefty from the bagpipes, was amazing. I thought it was so ridiculous that they had bagpipes. It's it's so random because the thing is the bagpipe is like literally the least used instrument ever. Like I know that's not entirely true, but 
Who likes the bagpipes? I liked they it. In don't that, sound I liked good. it in that instance. They don't sound good, and it's kind of gross too. Well, it's a it's a it's a cultural instrument, like yeah. most instruments. But so, House Atreides is Scottish. Is Atreides Scottish? It's canon, bro. It's confirmed. Atreides name origin. Let's find out. It's definitely not Scottish, I promise you. Origin of House Atreides. The House Atreides specifically claimed descent from King Agamemnon and son of Atreus. I knew Atreus sounded so familiar in Greek mythology. Descendants mm. of Atreus are called Atreides in Greek language. Oh. So they're Greek. Yeah. Interesting. Agamemnon. Interesting. What did Agamemnon do? King Agamemnon. Agamemnon. Let's find out. He was the. He was the. He was the son or grandson of King Atreus. Um. Father. Was Agamemnon the real king? King of Mycenae or Argos? What was he famous for? The leader of the Greek army in the Trojan War of Homer's Illid. Selfish Greek warrior and ruler, famously upsetting his invincible champion Achilles, prolonging the war. So he was around Achilles, that same time for that same fable trojan war greek mm -hmm. makes sense i knew freaking atreides sounded like atreus what was um what was her name zendaya's name in the movie it's mentioned very briefly at the end like they only say it twice um I have it pulled up. Chaney, C H A N I. Yeah. Chaney. Oh. Yeah, because I'm on like the Dune wiki. I'm like looking into the history, and Paul and Chaney have like a. Don't tell me. Leto Atreides the second, uh, is their son or whatever. Oh, and thanks it's like for a, you know spoiling the sequels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. You're gonna forget by the end. No, I'm not. I I don't work like that. Whatever, dude. Um, it's not that important. So she doesn't kill image. him? Of course not. What do you mean? Uh, of course he doesn't. When, okay, remember that scene where it was just like, oh, I got stabbed with a knife or whatever, but it like wasn't me or whatever it was? You know when he was talking about dude, that? Dude, I know she doesn't kill him. That's like he yeah. said at the beginning. She's like, do you often dream things that come true? And he says, not exactly. He dreams yeah. like possibilities. Yeah. So so when that happened, when he got stabbed with the knife, that I was thinking that was indicative of Duncan dying. Because when he got stabbed nah. in the in the no, but it wasn't in the, it wasn't it. in the same spot that Duncan got stabbed. No, Duncan got stabbed up high in the chest. No, he didn't, bro. He it got was stabbed not right in, down here. No? no, it was high in the chest because he stood up and you could see it. Really? Yeah, because he because he, he pulls it out. Like right no, because he pulls it out from behind everybody else. 
It was high in the chest, huh. and then he gets slashed to pieces. True. But I don't know how he got up again after that. I mean, stab in the chest with the blade still in there is possible because he's not going to bleed out because the blade's still kind of holding everything in. But once he pulled True. it out, he didn't. He had moments left. Yeah. But. That's crazy. Yeah, like the what was his what's what was his name? Jamis. Jamis? Jamis, the guy that he fights at that Paul fights at the end. Jamis. Jamis. Yeah. Um, what about him? Like he was seeing him in visions. Yeah, yeah. Throughout. yeah. He's like, I will show you the ways of the desert. But obviously he yeah. didn't. But in a way he kinda did. Yeah. He showed him the ways of the desert and like their their champion culture and how to survive through his death but like in all those visions like i will show you the way of the desert and its philosophy blah blah, blah. i will guide you and he kind of did but like his paul's mom what's her name jessica yeah jessica she's op with the with yeah. the voice kill him oh yeah jump out untie yeah. me it's like wow why didn't she use her powers more I mean, she was she was she was gagged. She was kind of whining. She was, was kind of whining the whole entire movie. She was like, "Stay she was, away from the fear. She was, Don't give well, in to the she fear." She has. Ugh. She was having that like breakdown of what she brought her son into, and all the yeah. political warfare that was going on in their home. Yeah. And like, if I mean, it was probably if, stressful. If it's a like, bit. I think it's also it was implied the way that I took it that like, if Paul does not become the one, he must die. Yeah, because he's too. He cannot have that power unless he is the one. Right, and he's a male, sure. and like their whole thing was like, it was all females. females only. So like Girls there was club. already that. So. Huh. But I definitely want to go see this again, but like five more times, and then I'll go see French Dispatch afterwards. What was the um what was the name of that one chick with the dreads? Oh, the the one that was like the liaison for the desert yeah. people that came. Yeah. Was it Liette? Uh I'm looking Talk. through the cast right now and I do not see there she is. Herald of the Change. Herald of the Change. Wait! Oh no, that's the uh, that was the dude at the beginning. Whoops. Um, where Oops. is he? Yeah, that's not him either. No, it's it's I'll cast it's Liet. Liet Kynes. I think so. She's just farther. Is that her name or is that the character's name? That's a character character's name. Her name is Sharon Duncan Brewster. That name sounds and, familiar. And uh, she that sounds familiar. She is actually Chani's mom. So Zendaya's mom. Okay. I did not know that. I didn't either. Thanks for that. I mean, she's dead. So. It's not like it's a major spoiler or anything. It's still me. Dude, did you know Did you know Timothy Chalamet was Paul Atreides? Did you know that I'm going to beat your fucking face? <laughs> if you just... Dude, every little thing still ticks, ticks me. So it's like... Maybe just don't do that anymore. Duncan, Idaho... It was weird saying Jason Momoa without, without a, beard. a beard. Well, he had it in the beginning. Yeah, and then he and shaved then it. And then it was shaved. Well, you think of how much you freaking sweat living out there in the desert. 
Yeah, but he still had his long hair. Yeah, but hey, you <laughs> can tie that up in like a man bun, which he did. But also, maybe he just, mm. I don't know. There's reasons that's probably in the book that's not in the movie. Yeah. Because apparently the book is like super explanatory. Like they take their time to explain every little thing. And why things are yeah. this way and like all the political structures and all that. So Path was probably having a great time because he read the book. So he's like, oh, yeah, this makes complete sense. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure you're having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, I mean, anything else you want to touch on? So much, but so much. So much. Then why aren't you talking about it? Because we're mean? we're like I don't know. We're over here talking about like side characters. Side characters, yeah, exactly. Matter. Well, hey, everybody in this movie matters. I was honestly waiting for you to say more stuff. Cause, I like, know. I'm over here. I know. I'm really. I'm trying to wrap my head around what I want to say because there's a lot. You didn't actually like the film. No, you I don't know anything about it. Fucking fantastic! I loved it. <laughs> um. I don't know. I just I fake fan. No, not the fake fan. Just kind of <laughs> still in that. Great. I'm gonna mute you when you said that. Um, no one will ever know. What timestamp was that at? Okay, good. Um. <laughs> um. We need content hunter. No, we don't. Bring the content. What to the, it was like, what was the movie that we watched that made me like, what was the last movie we saw? The French Dispatch? No, before that. <laughs> Venom? We saw Venom. No, it was a movie that like, oh, oh, when I saw James Bond. And oh, I was oh, talking oh, about oh. how like you that. You saw it alone. When I, yeah, last movie I saw. When I was talking about how like that ending like shook me. And mm. it was hard to just kind of like wrap words around it. Mm -hmm. The movie didn't shake me. Like, I'm not like, but like, I'm still in like the state of trying to wrap my head around everything. Right. Because there were, there was so much in there to unpack. Like I could sit here and talk about how beautiful the cinematography is, but like, I'm not as, I'm, that's not my niche. Who was yeah. the cinematographer? I have a feeling I know. Okay, what doesn't make sense to me is how in the freaking world do they make movies like this? Like, how do they make the locations? How do they how do they do this stuff? Well, my I know a lot of it's probably CGI, but like, still. I'm about to sneeze. It's confusion, confusion. Well, I can tell you that this movie was shot in Jordan, Norway, Abu Dhabi, and Budapest. Oh, Budapest. Yes. Really? Filming took place July of 2019 of those locations. Interesting. And then, yeah, so a lot of it was probably filmed on location because Denis does not usually do... He, like, he's, he's grandiose. He makes beautiful, practical sets. Mm-hmm. So... A lot of the CGI was just probably plated onto those actual locations with like the the big carriers that picked up the that shot out those gigantic four balloons and picked up the yeah. the, the harvesters and moved them along. So like they're prop it's most likely just shot on location 
for exterior stuff. Interior mm-hmm. stuff, they might have built a few things here and there out in the desert, but that's highly unlikely. Um, interior stuff is probably all just on maybe on sound stages at the at the Warner lot. Um, yeah, it's I mean how they make it. There's a reason those credits are so long. Yeah. There's um, hundreds and thousands yeah. of people working yeah. on movies these days. And there's a reason that a $165 million budget is needed. That's so absurd. The amount of I mean, of money. when you think about it, not really. That's just an insane those amount Those thousands of, money, of people paying for equipment, paying for actors... Paying for crew, paying for I understand res- why it's that much. And it's like that's I understand why it's that much. Don't get me wrong. <clears throat> I'm just saying that it's it's a ridiculous amount of money, regardless Not for Hollywood. of how many. What's what's like the biggest film ever created? That's like the most expensive film. Uh, let's look it up. Ten most expensive movies ever made. As of April this year. Number one, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides with four hundred and twenty two million. You just said that this one was a hundred and sixty a hundred and sixty five. Oh, you said a hundred and sixty five. Yeah, I thought you said eight hundred and sixty five. No, one six five. Oh Schneider. Eight sixty five is absurd. Yeah. One sixty five. <laughs> Okay, so Pirates was 400 Pirates something? Pirates was 422. Holy crap. It's yeah. almost half. Half a billion. Yeah. That's insane. Number two is an Avengers movie. Number three is another Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Number four is Endgame. Number five is Infinity War. Six is Titanic. Seven is Spider-Man 3. Eight is Justice League. Nine is Tangled. The... the Disney the animated, the animated movie, movie, I guess. What? And then number ten is a Harry Potter. Two hundred and ninety-nine million for Tangled. How is an animated movie that much? Like, what? That doesn't make sense. I feel like that number is wrong. Um, I don't know why. But it made, oh, it made around six hundred million, so it made its money back. Consumerism. I want to know what Dune's at. Capitalism. What's, We're all just slaves to the system. What is Dune at right now? We just spend our money, 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 left and right, like it's never gonna run out. At least not tonight. Okay. As of. No, I want um I want full box office. Tell me, brother. The international box office. Okay. Dune crosses a hundred million on international box office. Another Oh yeah, so it's at it's at a hundred million right now. And forty of that was opening weekend, which is very good. Um And it's it it performed ahead of Tenet, it performed ahead of Black Widow and Shang Chi, and Godzilla vs Kong. Uh, 
so it's been doing very well it's probably really doing a lot better yeah considering yeah oh, wow sick seven more That's days dope. in imax i think and then it's only in normal theaters for a while nice cool wes anderson's french dispatch made me have a good time and enjoy the movie and enjoy mm -hmm. the like the like um the performance the writing and the, writing and the performance yeah. dune made me enjoy the spectacle the music the cinematography and the pacing of the edit if mm. i was to wrap it up into yeah. two nice little bows before I, before I could come back to me next week and I'll probably have a lot more to think about because I'll have done lots of research about what went into the movie and all the press junkets and all that. But I, don't I will not bore no, I will not bore you or them, beautiful listeners and watchers. You know you know what we're talking about next week? I don't know. There's no movies. Wait, no. What? Yeah, there is. There's Eternals. <laughs> Are we going to watch it? Uh, I know Connor wants to go see it. Um, it comes out the 5th, so it might not be next week. It might be the week after. Oh, it, sound, it seems like, yeah, it seems like it's... It comes out on the 5th, which is a Friday. Ooh. So, depending on depending scheduling, on. it might be the week after. But do you have something for next week? Um, I was just going to say, what were we talking about? Some spice. That's, this spice. This spice. The spice uh, of life, which is what this it, podcast is. It's about, it's about the spice of life. No, it is the well, spice of life. It's not about oh, it. Is it. it is the spice of life. It is the spice of oh. life. It can be both. Yes. But. Why not? You're welcome, Arrakis and France. Thank you. And America, and listeners, and watchers on on streaming platforms around wherever you the are from, world. wherever you're from. Um, and if you're tired today, take a nap. And if you're not, go see the French Dispatch or Dune. But all in all, we thank you for listening in to the What Were We Talking About podcast, episode twenty four. Twenty four. It's been it's been your boy Mark Rajan and Hunter Lop. We appreciate it always. Just think about we it. Love you. Next week will be twenty-five. That's a quarter of a hundred episodes. We'll get there. That's one day. half of a year. <laughs> That's about half of a year. If you round up, you're close. Twenty-five and twenty-five is fifty. There's fifty-two weeks in a year. Pretty close. So you round up. We've been filling your ears and eyes with beautiful jargon and tangents for almost half a year. Maybe we'll get good at this one day. No. That's the, that's, that's the interesting part. But, uh, thank you, everybody, for watching, for listening, reviewing, if you do that thing. Do people do that still? You should. You should. I think it's on. I think reviews are on. You have to turn them on. I feel like I said I would look into this. I haven't. I'll look into it now. <laughs> um... <laughs> But uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you next week for something else that we'll figure out probably ten minutes before the episode. Heck so, yeah! We, we right. love you. Ciao. Adios.